You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to My Star Wars Life, a look at news, reviews, and other happenings from a galaxy far, far away. Here are your hosts, Scotty and JD. Cantina. Well, hello. Hi. Hi. This is the podcast that looks at some of your favorite films, pairs it with an alcoholic beverage. That was me. And shows us someone who's not seen them. Usually and always me. (laughs) Uh, This week we look at a 1987 cult classic known as The Lost Boys. Woo! One of my favorites. Uh And uh, that's why we have Chinese food. It will come up uh, during the conversation. I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by, as always, your lady of libations and facilitator of fun, and, Stephanie. And for those who can't see it on video, she has her libations out on the table. I do. I have lots of libations They're today. very pretty. Yeah, we're going to go to libations early this episode. Uh, and we're Justina. enjoying food and want to so enjoy sorry. it. So sorry. I didn't mean to cut And we're also joined by... I'm so sorry. Justina, your jellical jester. She, she who knows, knows no movies. movies. Oh, look at Caleb getting involved. That's amazing. <laughs> look at that. Look at that song. Way to just jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> just just way to do it. Could have had my side. Could have evened out this, this <laughs> bunch of people. But no. But it's no, just, sir. It's true, though. <laughs> I, mean, I guess in this one, I'm also a he who knows no movies. Cause, I want to hear it. You have like full on conversations. Okay. Only about Star Wars. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're Admiral. Admiral. Yeah, no, I said that, but oh, you guys I'm, were all oh, we super excited about Caleb being on your <laughs> at side. Your service. Sorry, sorry, at your service. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie's. We also got producer Caleb. Woo! Hey, there everybody. he is. <laughs> we got to get you a fun name, man. Yeah, I, I like producer Caleb. We got him a good, we have yeah. a really good name for him for the Star Wars podcast. Um, it was uh, the Padawan Caleb for a while, and then since he's our producer, he's become Gelman from like. Um, Regis and Kathy Lee. Oh God! And so he's now Padawan K, um, Gail, uh, Gelman. Nice. And so, nice. All right. So it makes us laugh, but we'll figure out something for him. We got, we got you some. We'll figure out something. It took us a little while to figure out everybody's little yeah. thing. So, so it'll we'll get there. It oh, happened. No. Mine was pretty on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it, just, it just it happens organically. It'll come to it us. Does. Uh, so yeah, uh, this week we uh, jump into uh, the 1987 classic, The Lost Boys, directed by the one, the only, the myth, the legend, Joel Schumacher. All right. Uh, Joel Schumacher has made a lot of films. Uh, DC Cab, um, the uh, Ru- Ruiner of Phantoms and Bats. Yeah, I know he did. You know, he, he did. Uh, Batman Forever. He did Batman and Robin. He did, but I'm trying to think. He did some stuff Cause between because he, he did Phantom of the Opera. He did the, so. the yeah. He did the Phantom the the Phantom of the Opera. The one with Gerard Butler. The yes. one with Gerard Butler. That was nice. Um, he he <laughs> did um, the Jim Carrey movie the 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 thirteen one right. What's it? Is it just called thirteen? Was it thirteen something? Thirteen and, Ghosts. No, not Thirteen uh, Ghosts. Jim Carrey's not in that one. Well, I've never seen that one. So, so I like Thirteen Ghosts. It's written by uh, the screenplay is written by Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Boehm, but based on a story by Jan Fisher and James Jeremias. It stars uh, Jason Patrick as Michael. Jason Patrick was mm-hmm. in Mobile in a couple of years ago to make a movie called The Prince. Uh, Corey Haim as Sam. Diane Weist, Oscar winner. I love her. Love as, her as Lucy. Bernard Hughes as Grandpa. 
Edward Herman as Max. Kiefer Sutherland as David. Mm. Jamie Gertz as Star. Corey Feldman as Edgar Frog. Jameson Newlander as Alan, Alan Frog. Frog. <laughs> uh, Brooke McCarter as Paul. Billy uh, Worth as Dwayne. Alex Winter as Marco. Um, Chance Michael Corbett as Laddie. And last but certainly not least, Timmy Capallo as the beach concert star. <laughs> so the guy playing the, hot body. <laughs> playing this saxophone at the beginning. He is a member of uh, Tina Turner's touring band. Okay, I was wondering who he was. And he's been in a couple of movies, but most notably this one. And um, Tina Turner's uh, video for We Don't Need Another Hero. Oh, yeah. Where he's in like Mad Max gear playing saxophone. Right, right. So... You know, got to make it sexy. Cool stuff. He's, it I is. mean, he, he's it's a pretty guy, so why not? So uh, we're going to enjoy Chinese food, and Stephanie's going to go to the libations so we can enjoy libations. Right, with the Chinese we're doing food. libations early, so I thought it would be fun to do a taste testing this time. Um, so I've picked a few wines because, of course, you know that's how you turn into a vampire is drink wine, apparently. Mm-hmm. And what I chose tonight was Vinos de, Mochos, de, de Les Mochos. I don't speak Spanish. You did it yeah, so well. You. I, I did it go, earlier. Though. Now I can't it's do smooth. it. Smooth. I was smooth. Anyway, wine of the dead. Uh, I apologize. Uh, German is my second language. What can I say? Um, vampire Merlot. And then a couple of beers. Night Owl, because vampires are night owls, and it also has this lovely owl on it, which reminds me of Grandpa's um, creations. Also, this is a pumpkin ale, and it was rated uh, the top pumpkin ale in the United States. All right. All right. And it's it's, it's a basic bitch. Because basic we do, bitch. yeah, it's a basic bitch beer. Owls, pumpkins, yeah. super basic. Because we do a podcast about movies i got a beer called beer for movies this is from the off color brewing company and it is a popcorn flavored beer that's going to be super interesting I'm interested all in right that. so let's start if i can get um my lovely lovely friend angela to help pass out some things everybody that's angela okay the first selection cut the camera two yeah, cut the camera two for a minute. The there first selection go. is going to be the Wine of the Dead. Wine of the Dead. We're doing little pours because you're going to... Justina decide. sadly wait, wait, is wait. not in camera two shot. Might That's well okay. Take yours too. I'm still here. I have to walk in front of camera two to leave, so you guys know I haven't left yet. <laughs> Pass this to Justina. Oh, I got you. Okay, we'll have a little sippy sippy. All right, take a little sip. All right, cheers. Cheers. Mazel. Oh, I like that. Well, that's not bad. It's a little spicy. It's very thin. Yeah. It's got a nice, like, you know, thin blood color. I like it. But it's got a spicy flavor, almost like a, it's almost got like a spicy fruity. It does have kind of a kick to it. Yeah. Yeah. A little mm-hmm. bit. All right. So the next one will be the Vampire Merlot. I'm going to go ahead and take a bite of maggots to cleanse the palate. All right. Cleanse your palate with the maggots. I've got worms. Uh, also on camera, uh, and for those listening at home, we're, so we're eating, like I said, we're eating Chinese food, and um, I'm American, so I'm eating it with a fork. So I'm sorry if I'm culturally insensitive. Uh, I'm terrible with chopsticks. 
I ate like a child anyway, and I didn't want to get messy. I, didn't, I forgot my bib at home. Here you go, ma'am. So sorry. Made a little mess because I bumped the table. It's all right. Okay. Vampire Merlot is much darker than the first wine. It is. So far, I'll I do enjoy a darker wine. I do, too, usually. All right. That's not bad. Oh, I like this one better. Mm. That's kind of nice. That's smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth. All right. That's what the vampires say. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to oh, try. Mm-hmm. Cleanse the palate. The pumpkin beer. I'm very disappointed that I could not pronounce this like the second time. You did it so well the first time. I was mad so, impressed. Yeah. Vinos de los Muertos. Thank you. That's better. Muertos. The vine of the dead. It looks very pumpkin-y. Blah, blah, blah. For Halloween. Of course, as we're recording, this is October, so. It's October, and there's vampires. This This is an award-winning pumpkin beer. This is the first of our two Let's see what this award was about. Are you sure you don't want to try this one? I do. I do not. You do want to try it? I do not. Okay. Thank you. He's sure that he does not. I'm sure that I do not. All right. So this is the Night Owl. Woo. All right. Basic bitches. <laughs> oh, God. That's good. Tastes like hand soap. No, it tastes like pumpkin candy. So is this like... Or something. Is this... Okay. Now, hold on. Let me, okay. What I, do you think, Caleb? Hey. Scotty's going to take a, take a swig. Uh, you can it's have my got, hands up. It's, it's got the aftertaste of the pumpkin, but like it's not great at first. But once it kicks in, then it's not so bad. Is it not great at first because all you can think about is washing your hands? Okay. Yeah, I like it. So I, I get the, I get the hand soap at the beginning. It's it's very, mm-hmm. it's very clinical yeah, on the that's front, a good way to front say end. It. it really is. But then but the like back end, the pumpkin comes in. I yeah. don't get candy though. I don't I don't get the sweetness of the candy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Look at this man over here. Well, I don't. Most of everything I drink is not sweet at all, so that's why to me this is sweet. Yeah, it did taste mm. kind of sweet to me, but again, I don't do I mean, anything sweet. D- it tastes like hand soap to me. This it's, must it's, be it, like the it's cilantro not my favorite, thing for it's, some it's, people, it's, because I've right. never tasted soap when I eat it's, cilantro. It's I drinkable. Cilantro. I mean, no, I have it's, a six it's, pack. It's not a, I'm no, it's drink not, it. no, it's not. <laughs> it's award-winning. That. What do I know? But I mean, it's, it's it's good. I mean, I can drink it, but it's like I, I get where you. What I'm saying is, I get where you say. I, I can kind Thank of, you. like I said, clinical. I wouldn't say a hand. So like, yeah, it's, it's very clean. All right, we've got popcorn beer. This is I'm curious about. Do we need one more glass? No, I already gave Scotty one. Oh, okay. Perfect. Give me a little baby glass, cause. Oh, that's plenty. I just want to sip. Smells like popcorn. It has a really smells like popcorn. <laughs> smells really like popcorn. So it being a popcorn beer, I guess that makes sense. Like if it didn't, they didn't do their job. I mean, I couldn't pass it up when I saw it. I'm like, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's got cute little mice on it. It's it's beer for movies. It's 
exactly what it is. It doesn't smell bad, though. It no, does no, smell like no. popcorn, but it doesn't smell b- like it's. All right. All right. Ready? Cheers. Cheers. It's more. It's it's refreshing. It's cool. It is it's, refreshing. It's, it's like a. Which is not at all like movie theater popcorn. It needs to make you feel heavy. It's really good. This is, I it's like lighter it. It's than crisp. I, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah crisp. it's really crisp and it's more like a a pale ale. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, because pale ales are like sharp tasting. Yeah, they have a. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Is this like a, a Pilsner, maybe? Maybe. I like a, not bad. I like it. I like it. All right, before we... F- I smell I smell popcorn, I don't it's taste so it. It's so strong yeah. of a smell. Yeah, I don't yeah. really yeah. taste it. But it's yeah. so light of a flavor, like it's interesting. All right. So now, we, would anybody like a full glass or full bottle of something before we continue? I'm going to enjoy some more of that vampire, please. <laughs> it was super good. Super Thank good. You, super, You're super, welcome. super okay. good. How about you, Caleb? I'm fine. Thank you. And then I'm going to down this beer here. <laughs> I'm not drinking the hand soap one. I mean, I'll drink all mine in front of me because <laughs> I'm not going to waste alcohol. But, <laughs> but then I'll probably settle on some wine. That last one was or not bad. that popcorn bad. beer. I like the popcorn beer. Mm-hmm. That was not bad at all. all that right. popcorn beer. Well, there you go. This is your libation. Enjoy. All right. Are you ready for some fun facts? Let's do it. Woo. Was on the ground. All right. Fellow friends, let's step back into 1987, shall we? hmm I was 10. I was negative 2. I was 15. I'm not going to speak up. I, f- I guess he's younger than and me. And really, really Doug Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> In 1987, The Simpsons started as an animated short on the Tracy Ullman show who also was the first person Everybody to voice Marge. Get out the door. It's time for the Tracy Ullman show. She was hilarious. Never seen it. No one's surprised. <laughs> this was also the year that 18-month-old Jessica McClure fell in the well in Midland, Texas. Yes, and baby made Jessica. And out alive two days later. I was feel it her deep? Pain. Was she swimming the whole time? No, no, no. No. So she was 18 months old. The well was this big. The hole of the well was this big. Yeah, Holy it's tiny, like, so they couldn't re- get her out. I remember, and the reason why I remember the size is because they made a movie about it like two years later. And in the TV guide, and the double spread of, you know, big TV guys, you know, little TV guys back in the day, because I guess they grew over the time. But the, the original TV, they had like the, the, the size of the well could fit inside the, t- the TV guide. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she How fell. How did she get in there? She fell. She fell into it. She toddlered and called She slid her. down. Slid down. And so she, um, she slid down, and her, her one leg was this way, one leg was that way. She dislodged her hip, and she was and she was stuck pretty far down there. And so they they had to dig a, a shaft alongside, and cut her cut out mm-hmm. underneath her, and then pull her under. That's and get crazy. Her out. Oh yeah. It took how many days? Two. Two days. Two days. Two days. Yeah, Two days it's but okay. it's like heroin because it was like that baby. How's this baby going to make it? And she was alive. We yeah. also didn't have that many channels on TV, so so everybody was tuned oh, yeah. in. Is what you're saying? Everybody was tuned. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a huge story. Do you huge. know anything? Because you're a Rain Man uh, about <laughs> her today. I should yes. look that up. Mm-hmm. Yes, she uh, she did an interview. Not yeah, because it's years the ago. um 
So it's. It was like 2017. She did an interview. I know she did one for that, but she just recently too. So she got a trust fund when she turned 18. She married pretty young. She's got a few kids. She's living her life, her best life in Texas. Okay. She may um, as well just stay in Texas, right? Right. She's you know she's she's doing really well, from what I understand. Uh, she has she's had multiple surgeries over the years to 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 help with all the damage that happened. Um, a, she's got a scar on her forehead forehead from. She's gonna cut. Yeah, she cut. Yeah. She's cut her forehead pretty bad, and uh, that poor baby. I can't imagine being that mother. So, I know, right? so can I? Can I turn it to a sad note? No. no. Yes. Okay. No. Yes. The guy who rescued her killed himself about <gasps> ten or fifteen years later. What? Um, Why? Because he kept having nightmares about not saving her. Oh That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, it, he but this, he did save her, right? Right, but he but developed he having the nightmare yeah, about yeah, not. He her. developed PTSD yeah. from this whole experience. Bless him. Yeah, and so yeah, that's he, super he, sad. Yeah, it's super super sad note to, to that. Yeah. So my but, apologies, but that happened in '87. I'd forgotten about that. I saw it and I was like, they're gonna know about this. I'm gonna put it on. The there. only time I ever I ever think about it honestly is in mo- disaster movies because the clip of rescuing her has been in, shown in so many. De- Really? That, yeah. There's a there's a, a, a famous news clip of them c- having the baby, and the baby's like strapped to a board because you know, because yeah. you, know, you know, all the damage, they, all the, well, protect her back and stuff like that. So yeah. they're rushing through this crowd of people to get her to the ambulance. All the all the workers and the well wish, uh, yeah. and so it's a really dramatic scene. So it shows up in all kinds of disaster films, and so oh my gosh. I was like, oh look, baby, baby Jessica, look at there. Oh, does she get anything for that? I don't think so. Like compensation of yeah, because like, it was um, the news, media owns yeah, it. Yeah, it says news and news footage, so it's not. Yeah, that's sad. All right. Well, um, I have a note that uh, to move on. Jamie Lee Curtis invented, as tied to babies, and patented a diaper modification, a moisture-proof pocket containing wipes for easy access. But she refused to allow it to be marketed until companies started selling biodegradable diapers. The patent expired in 2007 and is now in the public domain. And its patent number is going to be 4,753,647, in case you want to look it up. Okay. I so actually did know that. Came up in an interview she talked to a couple of years back about. That's uh, fun. She, she invented a, a diaper wipe thing. I did not know that. Yeah, but she refused to. And they are like, well... No. We'll, we'll wait you out. <laughs> yeah. Right? And now anybody right. can do it. <laughs> the Garbage Pail Kids were made into a live action movie in 1987. A god awful one. Yep. It's like too bad for the podcast. So that's how okay. So I won't even do it on the catacombs. Oh, I was about to ask. That's good because <laughs> haven't seen that one either. All right. Moving on. The heaviest newspaper was delivered on September 14th of 1987 of the New York Times. How much do you think it weighed? Pound and a half. 2.76 pounds. That's amazing. 12 pounds. Oh, Jesus. Really? <laughs> oh, wow. What? It, weigh- it weighed 12 pounds and contained 1,612 pages. It was like all the what? news. That's happened a in September of 1987. 1987? What? Yeah. What happened in September? As I'm saying, like, what happened the 13th of September? Because it was on the 14th. Um, is that Black Monday? I have no idea. Caleb, look that up. See if yep. Black Monday was in 87. What is Black Monday? It was a stock, stock market, market crash. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. Possibly. Uh, yeah, so it was 12 I pounds. I really... Oh, maybe... Did... They need a bigger bike for that day. No, that didn't happen. That biker. The paper boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chunking those. <laughs> Got so strong on one day. <clears throat> I take the day off. I don't really remember it. Oh, uh, Princess Diana died? 97. No, it was 97. It was we 97. did that last. That's yeah. right. Well, I pulled <laughs> up 1987. Right? <laughs> and I was like, I swear we just did this. And then I looked back through my notes and was like, no, that was 97. We're good. Yeah, we're 10 years earlier. Okay. Um, so we're going to, while he's looking that up, we're going to look at the most popular TV shows. Princess so we're going to do the top five. Okay. If you guys want to take a gander. Let's do it. The 1987 TV show. Yes. Uh, the Cosby Show. That is correct. It was number one. one. Oh, wow. Uh, Jeez. I cheers. Well done. Thank cheers you. was number four. Blossom, says Angela. Blossom, is Blossom a, wasn't in the top five. Yeah, bl- 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 yeah Blossom is the 90s show. Um, Monday Night Football. Well, no, that was that was last time. No, it's always. It's usually all. Always in the top ten. Um, so. Let's see. How about Growing Pains? Oh, good one. Nope, not in the top five. Full House? Uh, later. Full House, okay. not until later? 89, I think, is the first Full House. Um, St. Elsewhere. Canceled. I think it ended beforehand, right? That's not listed. Okay. I think it ended beforehand. Um, 87. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that nope. was so, such a good one, but I think that's more of a cult following. I do, too. Does it help if I say the second place one was an ABC show? Okay. It did not me. It doesn't help me at all. <laughs> no, I don't know what. Are you seven night court just started on? and it didn't really have great ratings? ABC. I really don't. Know. Um, it has a boisterous woman. Roseanne. Yes. Oh wow. Roseanne. Okay. All right. Number three is an NBC show. Okay. And it's about something that's not the same. Different strokes. N- no. Nope. But you're on the right path. Um. Um, it's like if where we were living is the way it is, but not the same. Um, d- no, um, it's not buzzing, buzzing. I like Angela's playing along. I know. D- um, d- what, what's the clue again? It's not the same. It's really, I don't know how else to give it to you. I don't know. It's like we're here, but somewhere else. Uh,. I have no idea. Not either. A different world. Oh, a different world. world. Yes. Oh, yeah. A different world. Oh, I didn't realize I that. I know was. my parents love me. It's about an HBCU. That's my boyfriend's wife's show, by the yes, way. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Lisa Bonet. Mm-hmm. Okay. He fell in love with her watching that show when he was a young boy. Didn't we all? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He was a young boy watching her on that. All right. So, after A Different World, we have Cheers, which we've already discussed. And then, last but not least, a CBS show. The Equalizer. It has something to do with time. Sliders. Uh, that's a Fox show. Okay. Um, the title has something to do with time. I don't know if the actual show does. I didn't watch it. 60 Minutes. Correct. Oh, wow. Correct. Well done. Right. <laughs> the whole tick, tick, tick. Look at me figuring this out. I attempted to write down the top billboard hits, and there were a lot of them, so just gonna flip that page on over because i'm not i didn't write all those down okay so now we're gonna do the top 10 baby names okay. all right so five girls and five boys okay this was 87 mm-hmm. i'm gonna just go ahead and throw michael out there again because i feel like that's always Correct. popular yeah 
and girl, let's do Ashley. Correct. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Holy Woo-hoo. crap. <laughs> I pulled that out of my butt. Well done. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, Scotty, what are your guesses? Um, Adam and Rebecca. That's very biblical of you. <laughs> Neither of those are on here. You because twice. they don't love Jesus. <laughs> they don't love Jesus, apparently, in the 80s. Not in 87. Mm-hmm. We have Jessica, Ashley, Amanda, Jennifer, Sarah, Michael, Christopher, Matthew, Joshua, and David. Very basic white mm-hmm. people names. They should have this night owl beer because they're all old enough to drink it. They are. And finally, let's talk about the most played board game of 1987, shall we? Okay. Okay, I'm going to say it wrong. And we're all going to laugh at me, but it's fine. Is it Arkham? Arkham? Arkham. 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 Okay, I said it correctly. Arkham Whore. Um, Richard. Did you say Arkham Whore? Yeah, Arkham Whore. Uh, whore. <laughs> like horror. Oh, oh. horror. I thought you meant whore as in a no. whore. Arkham Horror. Okay. Horror. <laughs> I don't know. Lit- Richard Lanius, I believe. Lanius? Lanius? Uh, designed Arkham Horror, which was based on the fiction of H.B. Lovecraft and more specifically from a role playing game called Call of Cthulhu. Oh, look at you! Players are investigators in the city <laughs> I of you Arkham. Were like to skip that wait, word. wait, wait. Is that where DC Comics got Arkham Prison? No. Okay. Well, from, from, from uh, Lovecraft. From Lovecraft, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Okay. So, um, inve- uh, players are investigators in the city of Arkham traveling through gates and either avoiding or fighting off monsters. Since then, Arkham Horror has received new additions and revisions. I'm not entirely sure which edition we have, but the Gamers and Geeks beautiful establishment that we are located does have this for sale up front and an expansion next to it. So please go look that over. Well, thank you very much. That's kind of awesome. That was really awesome. I'm going to put my Chinese food I kind of like the fun facts. I do, too. I think they've been a great addition to the show. I enjoy the board game part. It's probably my favorite. Because you like board games. I do like board games. We're going to start incorporating board games into this show, starting next month, actually. (gasps) That's a hint! (laughs) Caleb, how are you doing back there? Good. Could not find anything regarding, like, a major news thing during that. Okay. I had forgotten I gave him that task. Did we find (laughs) out why there's a 12-page... Newspaper? That's what I was... That's what you're searching for? Yeah, I could not, like... It was 1,612 pages. Yeah, so apparently what I could find, like, the most I could find is people, like, breaking down each section, and, like, apparently some of the sections not everybody got, and so that's part of why it was so big. (laughs) But, like, because, like, it was regional. That's just weird. Yeah, and then they kind of said, well, it was technically, like, a Monday paper. It was, like... The Sunday paper, not a Monday paper, and usually people were used to bigger Sunday papers, so it it's a chunk of a paper, though. Yeah, lots of trees died to give us the news. Yeah, now it's the internet. Brothers and sisters, gather round. Preach it. Preach it. Meet Lucy, a recently divorced mother of two boys, Michael, who is either twenty-five or still in high school, <laughs> or both. And Sam, <laughs> who is either 15 or 7. Can't tell yet. It's hard to tell at times in this movie. He did that bath real well, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was a little unnerved. Lucy apparently isn't good at divorces, or at least a 1980s divorce, and has to move in with her dad, an eccentric hippie that we will just call Grandpa. 
Sort of like The Simpsons. <laughs> Grandpa's my favorite. He's pretty awesome. Grandpa and the frogs. They are in the beach town of Santa Clara, California, and has a, which has a large boardwalk where Michael and Sam hang out. Lucy gets a job at a local video store with a handsome fella named Max. Michael falls for a cute girl named Star. Who Max ha- really is not that handsome. I'm just saying. <laughs> Lucy thought Max was great. I'm just saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. He has like a nerdy look to him. He does. Like it can hit somebody's fancy. I thought Lucy was really beautiful for her age. She was very beautiful. Um, Michael falls for a cute girl named Star who hangs out the, with the local bad boy dirt bike gang led by the leathery leathery and blonde David. Mm. I bet he was also born in 1987. He was so pretty. <laughs> Sam meets two strange brothers who hang out who run a comic book store for their parents and they really want him to read a horror comic for um reasons michael and star meet up but david and his gang interfere and challenge him to a most awesome dirt bike race to the cliff overlooking the be- the beach they have tossed around i swear to god they have a hangout there that used to be an old hotel that sunk into the earth during an earthquake they have questionable chinese food and david initiates michael into the gang by having him drink from a bottle decorated from hobby lobby <laughs> I would have drank it too. Right, that lie. that bottle is so totally straight up look like somebody like bedazzled the hell out of it. I mean, this podcast is brought to you by the bedazzler. <laughs> I mean, you Get guys you know me. If somebody hands me a bottle of anything, I'm probably gonna drink it. They're <laughs> gonna be like, eat this. Oh, it's maggots. Eat that. Oh, it's worms. Drink this bottle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. All right. It's a pretty bottle. She did. She did warm. She goes, yeah. "What's well, blood?" And she's like, "No, it's not. Nothing else is it's real." Like, yeah. no, it's no, it's not. Clearly, it's not blood. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Star tells him it's blood, but Michael doesn't believe her. Afterwards, the gang hangs from a railroad bridge and fall into the fog below to an unknown demise. Michael is the last to go. But he wakes up the next day. He just fell onto his bed. His eyes are sensitive to sunlight and has a thirst for blood. And apparently has bad breath. Yes. But But as he's always had bad breath. He always has bad breath. Lucy wants to go on a date with Max, so she gets Michael to babysit Sam. Which, who, who is supposed to be 15 and shouldn't need babysitting. Yeah. He, even, he even says, hey, I don't need no babysitter. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was a little nerved. They're uh, in a new place. She's being very protective. Okay. By the way, Grandpa's off getting him some. Yeah, Grandpa's off. He has to go take a stuffed lucky. dog. To be fair, they went take to, him lucky. To be fair, they went to the murder capital. That's true. They did yeah. move to the murder capital of the United States. So. He, he sends Sam to get a, a bath and then threatens to eat him. Except the family dog Nanook saves the day. I like it says take a bath and then he's in a bath. Yeah. Like you wouldn't expect him to actually take a bath because he's like an older child. Right. And then he reverted to the seven year old in the bath and yeah. it reminded me a lot of the kid from Home Alone. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry, Scott. I'm sorry, no, I was trying to find my place. Michael is losing uh, losing his reflection and can fly. He is afraid he's becoming a vampire, but Sam, Sam says there's something that can be done since Michael hasn't killed anyone yet and he goes to the Frog Brothers for help. Seems the frogs are the local expert on vampires when their suggestion of killing Michael is not going to work. Kill him. If they find the head vampire, they might be able to save Michael. So they have to find the head vi- uh, vampire. Michael doesn't know who that is. Sam suggests it might be Max, and when Lucy invites her new beau for a dinner, Sam and the Frog Brothers disrupt it with a bunch of vampire tests. Max passes. Meanwhile, David tries to provoke Michael to kill and truly become one of them. Michael flees. Star and her brother, Laddie, 
who are also half vampires. Mm-hmm. Well, Addie looked a lot more vampire than she did. Well, he's a little kid. He can't control his emotions. He was like not. a little demon. The next day, Michael takes Sam and the Frog Brothers to the underground lair where the they find David and the gang. They stake Bill from totally Bill, bo- and, Ted. Bill and Ted. Totally bogus. Mm. And the other vampires awaken, give chase only to retreat because of the sunlight. One thing for certain, David will be back to get them tonight. Now, instead of leaving town, they fortify their home, home alone style, and wait for the vampires to come attack, which they do. Our heroes easily easily take down each vampire one by one with holy water, guns, bathtubs full of holy water, well-placed arrows and stereos, and finally antlers. uh, Antlers. Mm -hmm. Oh, finally antlers. Thank you, Grandpa. Grandpa's house is wrecked in the process. Ooh. Max and Lucy come home from from a date and sees uh, sees the mess. Turns out that Max is the head vampire and wants to make Lucy his vampire bride. Seems a vampire can pass vampire tests if he's invited into the home. Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Thanks. Lucy's about to give in and submit to Max to save her boys when Grandpa comes crashing through the wall in, in his jeep and sends a fist post into Max, staking and killing him. Grandpa walks to the fridge, gets a root beer, and says. One thing about living in Santa Clara, I could never could stomach all the damn vampires. Best line of the yep. whole movie. It was, yeah. It's like you couldn't it tell your family about line. the vampires ahead of time. I just like that they got like lit up by the fridge, and then the fridge shuts, and it's just dark, and it's over. Right. It's like you have nothing else to say after that. That's dark. One of the things that I absolutely appreciate about this film is that it is fast, and mm-hmm. there is not there is no extra meat or extra fat. This yeah. movie gives you exactly what it needs. There's no extra scenes. It's just here. Here's what we get. We you get a new town. Holy shit, vampires! Vampires are kind of cool. Dead vampires. <laughs> right. Vampires are the worst of this town. I mean, it's. It, I, I love this I, movie. I, had, I, I still love this movie. It was. I've not. I've probably not seen it in about ten years, and I was absolutely surprised how quick that movie went. Yeah. It's the pacing is great in it. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. And I like, and of course, you know, um, being that I'm one that does a lot of special effects makeup and stuff, I really like, first of all, you know, a lot of the killing scenes or whatever, they're implied, which mm-hmm. I like, you know, mm-hmm. because sometimes people can really screw up a good a good scene by making it, um, making the, the violence look bad. Yeah. So when, yeah. you impl- when you have it implied... It, and with that kind of pacing, it really works for the films. And then when it gets in later, you know, towards the end where they're killing the vampires and then they go in with, with the special effects makeup, it's really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Focusing it, it, on one all, instead it, of all of them. It's all really simple, even the makeup. Like, it's just simple and well done because it's simple. Right. Exactly. Oh, hi. Hi. Hey. Um, okay. Well, I think that most of the movies that we watch... I always have like a little bit of frustration with the the dialogue, but you can tell that it's dialogue from the time. But watching it now, like it's it's just like sometimes it's I don't know how to I don't know how to say it. It just sounds really fake and overdone. But it's you can tell that it's from that like the eighties. Right, like that's right. how they did say, it. I, it, it. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't notice that. Because to me, that's just the way we talked back right. then. So like I like I always have to get over that. But the story itself, I actually really enjoyed it, and I think they had enough good characters. Like the Frog Brothers were amazing, and they had kind of that 
dialogue as well, but it works really well for them with that kind of choppy, short, do this test, call us. <laughs> I hope you don't have to, or yeah. I hope I don't have to too. Like uh, the, the Frog Brothers were great. I think Grandpa was great with his weirdness. Um, I, I did enjoy it. I'm actually going to go home and watch it again. Because I had to watch it without Jennifer, and she wanted to see it. So we're awesome. going to go home and watch it again. Cool. cool. So, so I will be watching it again, so I guess there's that. Very cool. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed You want to take her a popcorn beer? It's a, I do want to take her a popcorn beer. Um, I do want to point out, though, that I wasn't wrong, that it <laughs> is a Peter Pan movie. I, I um, never saw that. First of all, explain. Max is Captain Hook. Okay. Mm, I, okay. I, I, okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Kayla, Kayla, Kayla has thoughts. I, I, I think Max is more of an evil Peter Pan, but it, the logic still follows. I mean, maybe. You could see it that way. If it's <laughs> look, done evil, look at yes. Our children. I'm so I proud agree. Of them. I know. Uh, I'm sitting here. All so I saw either is to you're going to do with like, myself. Max is Captain Hook, and then all of the vampires are his like scallywags and people on the boat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know. I guess Shmi would be David. And that's weird, so maybe not. Uh, no. Or Shmi could be the dog. No, no wait a minute. I Shmi could be his dog. If you're making that's fantastic. Peter Pan analogies, the vampires are definitely the lost boys. Well, well yeah. they're definitely the lost boys, yes. Well, but the, 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 so if we do it as Peter Pan as being a bad guy, right? Then you've got the lost boys, which are like his friends. But that ties into as well. If he's Peter Pan, the mom. There it is. That's it. The whole time, it's like, oh, you have motherly instincts. Yes, I will hire you. And then he's dating her, and so then he's like, "They windy. need yeah. a mother." Okay, I'm. I'm yeah, he's I'm, like, "They I'm, need a mother." I'm, as soon as I'm he said, "They convinced. need a mother," I was like, "Peter Pan." Does that make her sons John and Michael? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. One of them literally is named yeah. Michael. So, is Nanook Tinkerbell? Because Nanook <laughs> saves saves one of the little boys. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What has happened? Or, You're welcome. Or Max's dog is an evil Tinkerbell. Oh. Oh, that's right, because Tinkerbell technically is with Peter Pan. No, no. Yeah, yeah no, Nanook. No, no. no, not Nanook, the other dog. Yeah. I forget. It was Timber, Tiger. Listen. What was that dog's name? Something with a T, I feel like. Max is clearly Peter Dracula Pan. from Bram Stoker's Dracula. And Lucy is the Lucy from Bram Stoker's Dracula. And you've got Grandpa, who's definitely a Van Helsing. No, wouldn't the wouldn't frog Grandpa no, is no, no. the dog. Wouldn't no, the dog Grandpa for Peter Pan. Van Helsing. Wouldn't the frog brothers and be Van Helsing? Because no, they're the vampire no, hunters. They could be regular vampire hunters, but at the end, when Grandpa knew about the vampires all along and clearly wasn't scared of them because he knew how to take care of them, he's clearly a Van Helsing. And I'm telling you, this is all Bram Stoker's Dracula, but mm-hmm. with hot guys. Like what is? What if it's both? (laughs) I so the dog from Peter Pan, Wendy's dog, (laughs) that takes care of him, is Grandpa. Or Nanook. I don't know because Grandpa kind of shows up and brings random things and like is there when they need him, and then at the end is like, I already knew about this. It happened years ago. It's fine. That if I had to pick a dog, Mm. I would pick Thorn. Oh, Thorn. That was it. We just were trying to figure Uh, it out. She just dropped it so smoothly. (laughs) Oh, Thorn. Thorn is awesome. Thorn is the Tinkerbell. Thorn is not Tinkerbell. Evil Tinkerbell. Evil Tinkerbell. Thorn is awesome. I, I credit. I, I, I'm. I'm. I kind of. I buy it. I have. I buy. I, I like your. I like it. I do Thank like you. it. I Thank like you. your analogy. I like it a lot. It's wrong. It makes but more I like sense your than, wrong. than Prairie Dogs and Highlander. Just, but I, I like. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> anyway. 
But as soon as he was like, they need a mom, I was like, oh, this is not going away. <laughs> this is not going away. That was fun. So, uh, favorite scenes? Oh, goodness. Um, I Let me think about it, because I liked a lot of them. So, Somebody my favorite scene is the reason why we have Chinese food. I love the Chinese food scene. So, uh, we've alluded to it, but we'll talk since we were eating Chinese food. But, um, so... Mike uh, David takes Michael with a gang to this awesome underground hotel that sunk during the the, uh, the San Francisco earthquake. It's the coolest place to go as a teenager, right? Oh, and yeah. so uh, it's the vamp- the vampire layers where they, they they hang out. Send they send I think they send Bill to go get. There's two blonde ones and they both yeah. kind of look like Bill because there's yeah because there's Mark there's Ma- Marco, Marco which is Bill Bill. And then, and then I don't remember the other one. They they joke that he looked like a twisted sister. In, right. When right. They send one of them to get, get Chinese food, and when they get Chinese food, uh, I think it I think it is Marco. So they give they give David Rice that you know that uh, they, David give Michael Rice that he he makes them think it's maggots, which is really gross. Freaked me the hell out as a kid. And then gave him some noodles that made it look like worms. And you, they're both gross. And then and then brings the wine to turn to turn Michael. And the Hobby Lobby bottle. <laughs> What's crazy is like he saw those things being like mind played on him, and then he gives him this bottle that you can't see the liquid in, and he's like, "It's fine." And she goes, "No, it's blood." She's like, "Whatever." I, I, nothing else is nothing else is real. At this point, I need a drink, and I don't care what it is. I, I also don't like though that he gets upset at Star later, and is like, "This is it's your fault. I'm a vampire." No, she warned you. Yeah, yeah, she told you. She literally told you. She she didn't tell him hard enough, I guess. <laughs> She's like, "Don't do it. You don't have to do that." Oh, my, of course I, they do. I think yeah. they would have eaten him otherwise, right? Yeah. Well, because she Star explains that the whole plan was for her to be the one to eat him. It right. was supposed to be her first. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my favorite scene. I, I do love that scene. This is why it's hard for me to say this because that's really. I like the entire movie, and and or, and it's really hard to pinpoint a scene. But the one where I smile or it makes me gives me the warm fuzzies or whatever I can't even describe it is the scene where, you know, the boys go down and into the lair during the day and they're like going through the the tunnels and the cavern and everything it was such a big goonies moment to me (laughs) like that's all i can think about was the goonies which i love that movie so i love that that whole um you know with with the Corys. i love the Corys, and this is their first movie together they didn't even had not even bonded yet you know as Mm -hmm. far as i mean they bonded on this movie but they had not even formed their main friendship where they did all these movies together and whatnot but um i really really enjoyed that scene because it just reminded me of one of my favorite movies so that's fun i kind of got like Monster Squad vibes, like yeah, like Monster Squad. We saw because like I I had never seen Lost Boys before, and I was expecting from what I had seen of promotional material and what I seen of scenes, I was expecting it more to focus on Michael, uh, a lot more than it did. He has very little dialogue. Yeah. yeah, and so I did not expect it to go full like oh Monster Squad, we're gonna hunt these vampires. But I like that it did. Justina, yeah. Oh sh- yes, please. Uh, so. My apologies. My favorite scene was when Grandpa uh, went to town. <laughs> that was like my favorite thing. Oh, when they get in the car. She was yeah. like, "All right, we're going to town. You got to take this car. You got to do this just right." And he turns it on. He said, "Turns out he's like, all right." And the kid was like, "I thought we we're going to town. This is the farthest I've ever been to town, son." 
That was fantastic. <laughs> Did you remember the rule to put uh, gas in the car after you use it without getting permission? I know. And then when he asked about the gas, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, Grandpa. Well, now you know. I like. <laughs> I want a grandpa like him. Like, that's fantastic. I like the second shelf is full of where I keep my... It would have been great if you did that line and then been like, somebody was on my shelf too and walked away. But no, that line was good to end it. Mm -hmm. That was fantastic. So, yeah, so his shelf, his second shelf of the fridge had all his snacks for his root beers and... Oreos. 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 His adult store. Double stuff Oreos. But also he had... um, Oh, we should have brought some double stuff Oreos. Had um, uh, boppers, which were like... uh, one of my favorite snacks as a kid that they don't make anymore. What is a bopper? I've it's like it's like um it's a crispy wafer, it's like circle with um cream filling on the inside. Sometimes peanut butter or chocolate or whatever. Oh my god, it was so good. I've never even it was just so, heard it was so of that. Good. Is that something you can find today? No, no, you can't. Make, they don't make them anymore. Huh. Well, that's sad. That's, yeah, it made me sad when I saw them. Like, oh, I remember those. You're like, shut up, Lost Boys. It's like oh. it's, so. Sometimes you'll see those posts on Facebook or whatever, those memes are like your favorite nostalgic snacks. That's always high on my list, followed by... Uh, uh, so so Hostess makes a chocolate pudding pie, like a fruit fruit pie. Mm-hmm. They used to make a vanilla one, and I used to love the vanilla ones. They don't make them anymore. They made them for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for a while, and then they didn't bring them back. And so I'm like, man, I want some of that stuff. <laughs> my favorite they still make. It's, still, it's, a, it's a Little Debbie, the Fudge Rounds. Fudge I loved are good. those as a kid. Fudge rounds are good. They were really good. But I really, I didn't have like any like, I didn't really snack a lot that I can remember. Like, you know, not junk food snackies. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for some Apocrypha? Always. Sure, Apocrypha us. So, um, <laughs> the aforementioned Jim Carrey was considered for the role of David. Oh, hell no. <laughs> he was in that, was it First Bite? Uh, once Bitten. Once Bitten, which whatever. Which was two years over, year beforehand. Yeah, he's goofy. Let's, no, David's hot. Uh, Fred Gwynn was considered for the part of Max. Do you know who Fred Gwynn I is? I do. I do. You don't want to go down that road. Uh, or yeah. or Herman Munster. Herman, right, <laughs> exactly. We saw Fred Gwynn in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. We did. Okay. He's Judd. The one across the street? Yeah, the one yeah. that says Aww. you don't want to go down that road. Aw. <laughs> And he's also Herman Munster. He is Herman Munster. I love him. Uh, ben Stiller auditioned for a part. Okay. <laughs> he was a baby then. Yeah, yeah, he was a baby He had then. to have been like a baby. Was he going to be like a one of the frogs? Probably. No, probably one of the vampires. He was. A, he's that age. He like a teenager but back yeah. then, but he was like young Ben Stiller. Yeah, so. Um, hold on one second. I want to make sure I get this right. Because I'm not 100% sure, so I'm going to. This is. I did research and then forgot about it. <laughs> hey guys, I think I was eating my chopsticks backwards now that I'm looking at them. Maybe, maybe not. It's okay. I don't think so. Because okay. the two double lines are on the I end. See it, I see it now. Yeah, it's you're fine. good. Okay. It didn't come to a point, really. No. Yeah, that's why. They're kind of the same size on both ends. Yeah. Okay. I feel better. So, um, Richard Donner. Um, who directed uh, the Omen, the Lethal Weapon series, uh, Superman? The Omen scared the bejesus uh, out Maverick of Maverick and a bunch of other other films passed on directing this film. Uh, Mary Lambert, who directed Pet Cemetery, was brought in but left due to creative differences. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, so that movie was also scary. Then it ended up in Schumacher's hands and became this classic. It's amazing. It's my favorite Schumacher film. Uh, due to his past fantasy novel and horse short. Uh, 
past uh, writing fantasy novels and horror short stories, Craig Shaw Gardner was given a copy of the script and asked to write a novelization to accompany the film's release. At the time, Gardner was like, the Frog Brothers managed a comic book store as well as writing. The novelization was released in paperback by Berkeley, and it was 220 pages long. It includes several scenes later dropped from the film, such as Michael working as a trash collector for the money to buy his leather jacket. <laughs> it explains the role of the opposing gang, the Surf Nazis, who are seen as nameless victims in the vampire uh, to the vampires in the film. Around the, the bonfire. Right, yeah. right. Surf Nazis. Uh, they're called Surf Nazis in the yep. credits, but that's as much as we know about them. Uh, it also includes several tidbits of vampire lore, such as not being able to cross running water and salt sticking to their forms. Okay. Uh, the movie didn't originally end on a joke. After the scene with Grandpa in the refrigerator, it was supposed to cut to the surviving Lost Boys regrouping in the sunken hotel. More about that in a minute. Say what surviving yeah, Lost Boys? More on that in a minute. <laughs> the last shot was of a mural on the wall made in the early 1900s with Max in it, looking exactly the same as he did today. All of this had appeared in early drafts of the script, but ultimately was never filmed. Oh, okay. So. I feel like we miss, I mean, it would have been good with some of that in there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I do like the pacing, like you said, of this movie. There wasn't any fluff, but yeah, some of that would have been fun. This is, the, this is one of the few movies that I was really surprised that doesn't get, like, it, it's ripe for a sequel. Yeah. Like, early on, it's ripe for a sequel, and there's no, like, lead weight for a sequel. Right. It's yeah. like, we killed everybody, there's no sequel. Yeah to be made in this and so no. and I think and there was some attempts to make sequels for a few and we'll, we'll get that in a, in a minute and then there were some sequels made um, in the last 20 years really yeah mm -hmm. uh, last 10 years I guess and uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that too but ready for some bar trivia yes. sure how long did it take them to film this movie I think I read something about this like a long time ago it was like two or three weeks. It was like quick. It yeah. was stupid quick. So I feel like it would be quick because of how quick it was. I'm going to go with four, one month. I'm going to say four three weeks. weeks. Three weeks. Four. Caleb, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with two. It's uh, Steph's court. It's three weeks. All Dang. Right. Can you imagine? Yeah, it was All quick. right, we're going again. Next round. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we're working every day. But then it'll be done. How many times do characters say the name Michael in this film? <laughs> oh, oh, God. Is God. that a drinking game we need to do? <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. I say yes. Nope. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, let's see. If Jeez. it said once a minute. <laughs> Does Mike count? How many minutes in the film? It's about 90 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Does uh, Mike count? Michael. Okay. Just, Just the word Michael. Michael. Because his brother said Mike sometimes. Right, yeah. but it's Michael. Okay. Michael. I would, Specifically I would Michael. say... 70. 70. All right. I'll go with 49. 49. I'll go with 60. 118. Ooh, oh, wow. More than, we are not more than one game. per minute. Also, we're doing ounces. So how's our Spanish? <laughs> You've heard you, mine earlier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can understand some, and the things I can say well are not okay for me to say right now. So this movie was filmed in uh, Santa Cruz, California. Santa Cruz is Spanish for what? A saint, um, who is Cruz? It's not Christopher. Uh, saint, Saint somebody. What is Cruz? Saint yep. ship, Cruz, Cruise control. <laughs> Car. Yeah. Santa so is saint, saint boat. Yeah, <laughs> so. Saint somebody. Caleb's out. <laughs> out. Yep. No guess. Uh, Holy Cross. Oh, there okay. you go. Holy Cross. Holy which Cross. Is, which is interesting, Santa given Cruz. the vampires' uh, yeah. subject matter and the vulnerability <laughs> to crucifixes. There you go. 
Well, there you go. Was that why it was picked? Uh, no, it was picked because it was the Myrtle. It literally was the Myrtle capital of the world at one time, and I'll get that. That's coming up too. Okay. Uh, Jamie Gertz was who uh, star. She's so pretty. Oh god, she's so pretty in this film. The mom? No, the girl. The star. star. Yeah, the mom she's is Diane. So Leist. pretty in this. Oscar movie. winner. Diane she's Leist. also beautiful. There's yeah. something about her. The the like mother. a natural. Yeah, now she has a natural beauty mm-hmm. to her. Jamie Gertz was uh, actually recommended uh, uh, by Jason Patrick. Jo- Joel Schumacher was originally looking for a blonde. They had both both starred in Solar Babies a year earlier, and it's probably the reason why he recommended her. Solar Babies is a movie about the future maybe, or the past. We're not entirely sure. About s- space hockey? Is Was Jamie Gertz the one in Fast Times at Richmond High? Uh, or is that somebody else that all the guys Google about? That's uh, Phoebe Cates. Oh, that's never mind. Yeah, a different person. When asked why he did this film, Joel Schumacher simply said, Vampires are hot. <laughs> yes, they are. They're the Joel. only erotic monsters. Thank Frankensteins you, are not hot. You know, and I, uh, so that is fair. I, that is fair. Well. As a as somebody who was raised on horror movies, like you know, from from day one, this was the first time, and it did happen when I was a teenage girl, <laughs> um, that vampires became sexy to me. They were like, I mean, they've they've always acted sexy in movies like the old Dracula mm-hmm. movies and whatever but the men were never all that good looking to me you know what I'm saying they you know they didn't, they didn't they, have your vibe well they didn't have they weren't they weren't beautiful I mean yeah. they had they well, had you them tell dressed me Bella Lugosi isn't beautiful no I don't think Bella <laughs> Lugosi's beautiful Bella, but that's what Bella, I'm saying Bella. they made the the vampires look more monstrous than than beautiful this is the first vampire film that I saw Okay. Where the vampires were like, oh yeah, I want to be with. You. Yes, yeah. I will. Please, here, right here, here I am. You know, it's like, also the first. The, um, not in my notes, but if, yeah. this is also the first vampire film that has the whole uh, term for v- vamping out, like the yes, mm-hmm. like my shirt, like in Buffy the Buffy. Vampire, in Buffy. So Buffy, Buffy got that whole idea from this. Da, 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 da. So speaking of Santa Cruz, let's do it. Holy Cross. I should know that as a Catholic. I didn't know that. It's terrible. I'm a terrible person. So, uh, Santa Cruz, where the Santa Clara takes place, was uh, once uh, plagued by. What does Santa Clara mean? Um, Saint Carla. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Carla. <laughs> That's what he said. Okay. <laughs> oh, you could take that a lot I'm of different sorry. ways. <laughs> Look that up for us, Caleb. What does Santa Clara mean? All right. So, uh, was once plagued with the reputation of being the murder capital of the world. Because of a series of very brutal murders by three different very disturbed mm-hmm. men in the early 1970s. Because of John Lindsay Fraser, Herbert Mullen, Mullen, and Edmund Kemper. I don't know any of them. Kemper is really a, a, a real famous serial killer, mm-hmm. killer of women, who mm-hmm. in prison um, read over 500 audiobooks for the blind. He has a very wonderful speaking voice. Oh, jeez. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's something he, that Kemper does. What a fun fact. Yeah, Kemper... Um, <laughs> I'm listening to a book Net, by a Net, Netflix has a very good show by David Fincher called Mindhunter. And oh, Jennifer that, and I just yeah. started that. And uh, Kemper is one of the people they interview in that. Oh, okay. wow. And, so, and the guy playing Kemper is just on top of it. It's, it makes Yeah, super creepy. Cool. So I highly recommend it. It's really good. Uh, Santa Cruz in- endured 28 murders over a 30 month period between 1970 and 73. So, th- 28 murders in three years. That's a lot. 
each year at the landmark uh, Santa Cruz uh, Beach Boardwalk in Santa Cruz, California, this film is screened as part of the park's free summer movie series. Beachgoers may bring outdoor furniture and supplies to watch after sunset. Many f- features uh, of the town can be sh- shown can still be recognized, most notably the rise games of the boardwalk itself. The new, lo- cool. uh, the new location of the Atlantis Fantasy World comic book store, where the which was featured in the film, is owned by Joe Ferrer, too, who still carries the original number one issue of Vampires Everywhere that Sam reads in the film. The comic was created only for the film, and its opening pages is signed by all cast members for the movie. The owner, Joan, uh, Joe Ferrer, too, allows any shopper to hold it and take photos with it free of charge. The original location was destroyed in an earthquake, and so it's at a oh, new location. Oh, no. Yeah. So we were talking about the Corys. The Corys. Who are the Corys? Corey, Corey Hain and Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. They were two. Uh, that, so it's Sam and um, Edgar Frog. Yep. The one this with was the bandana. Sam is the brother, right? Sam is the brother. Okay. And Ed, uh, Edgar Frog is the one with the bandana. So this is their first movie together. Right. But then they, they did, did a see like so many so movies together. They were so. Uh, this was Corey Haynes and Corey Feldman's first film together, as Stephanie said, which marks the start of a popular 80s trend, The Two Corys, in which Feldman and Haynes starred together in a number of teenage films. How many can you name? None of them. Oh God. Um, Home Alone. No, no. There's a bunch of kids in that one. I, I, look, I, I'm pretty Peter sure. Peter Pan. I I could only named, I could only name two of them. And, the movies. Yeah, the movies. When okay. I did the list. Let me think. License to Drive. Yes, License to Drive, which is great. Um. <laughs> Get what? out of my dreams. Fast getaway. Kid Swiss Family Robinson. That's a TV show. Oh my God! What other movie? Wait, no, there was Get another out really of good. Get dreams. Oh. <laughs> Get into my car. Oh, lo- no. Name lo- some of them now. So the first know. movie is The Lost Boys, followed by The li- License to Drive, and this is the last one, only one I remembered. Dream a little dream. Oh yeah, that one's good. I forgot about Dream a little dream. Uh, blown away. Uh, National Lampoon's Last Resort. Oh yeah, I Dream saw that. a Little Dream too. I did not know it had a sequel. Uh uh-uh. uh. Busted and the last, uh, the Lost Boys, The Tribe, two thousand eight. What? Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll talk about the sequels in a little bit. <laughs> he keeps doing that. He's bringing something up. And he's like, we'll talk about that later. They were both in yeah. a Lost Boys sequel in two thousand eight. Yeah. This is before one of the Corys passed. Yeah, Haim Haim oh, no. left us. Um, both Corys have had a rough rough go at um, life. Corey Feldman almost didn't get in this movie. And so... Um, and that one was... The, the Frog Edgar. Brother. Frog Brother? The Frog yeah. Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one is the one that passed? Uh, Sam, uh, yeah. the brother. Aww. It's because he was taking baths so late in life. <laughs> he... Um, <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> Drugs. He... Yeah. Suicide. Yeah, it's That's it was sad. not great. Uh, again, rough rough go at it. Rough go. Both brothers have... Like, yeah. Fel- yeah. Feldman's... Has uh, accused of being uh, others of molesting him and Corey uh, Hamas, which children. probably happened. Yeah, which, I hate <laughs> to say it. I'm pretty sure it happened. Yeah, he's That's yeah. sad, and he's been pretty vocal about it since uh, after Ham died. Right, right. A lot, you know, eighties childhood stars had it rough anyway. I mean, yeah, look at look at. Um, wasn't it Drew Barrymore that had a Judy Judy Garland's childhood? She was abused the whole time, but. It, yeah, Drew had Drew had a little. Yeah, Drew wrong. Drew um, went into rehab when 
she was a kid. I mean, yeah. she was like, as a kid, going to parties and doing cocaine and drinking alcohol. Oh and it was okay. I mean, yeah. like, that was normal. Um, but a lot of Hollywood, you know, child stars were abused and overworked and pushed drugs and alcohol on. And, I mean, it was just terrible. And the parents didn't stand up for them because they're no, making money. they're making money. Oh, That's yeah. all they care about is making that money. Um, Kiefer Sutherland role as David, being a, one of the lead cast members, has the fewest lines among the leading <laughs> and supporting cast members. <laughs> At the same time, he has the most dialogue amongst the four vampires in Lost Boys. Yeah. That's the kind of role I want. Yeah. I want to be there, look good, and not have to remember a lot of be, lines. But also, <laughs> but also be a lead. Yeah. Also uh, be a lead. In the dinner with Max and the Frog Brothers, Alan um, puts out candles with his fingers. Nobody told uh, Jamie New Newlander uh, that he had to wet his fingers uh, oh first. Oh. So he, so he get a, ended up getting burnt the first time, and later takes he he, he dips his hands in, in a basin of water before putting out the candles. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to save that one for last. I think. Uh oh. Uh, one of the most memorial scenes, memorable scenes mm. in the movie, was actually filmed outside of Santa Cruz in Santa Clarita. There's a lot of Santas in yeah, yeah a lot is. of saints in California. Saints, saints and holy saints. Santa. Uh, five hours south, the Iron Horse. Trailhead Trestle Bridge that the vampires mm. gang oh, yeah. hang from is located on Interstate 5 oh. on the Magic Mountain Parkway, about 40 miles north of Los Angeles. The bridge now features a pedestrian walkway for fans who would prefer to cross over it. Hell no. <laughs> That's a big hell no for me. No. I am not going over Sounds. a ravine or whatever that is. Sounds like we're going to like a really good field trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Scotty. Really good field trip. Scotty? <laughs> Sure, we'll go. We'll go, <laughs> and then we'll do the the thing yeah. with Stephanie. Okay, but see, you guys will have to walk across and walk back because I'm not going across. I don't do heights. I'll hold your hand. I'll hold your hand. You hold my hand. You be blindfolded. Okay. I'll be in front. I'll be, I'll be blindfolded. <laughs> blindfolded. Just blindfold me. And just push me across. <laughs> Scoot me across. If you fall, you're gonna land on your bed. It's fine. Okay. Yes, that that's right. That's true. Yeah, only, only if, if you I drink the, the wine, wine first, right. yeah. which honestly, I'm sure I would. Honestly, we'll, we'll liquor you up before we do this anyway. <laughs> like I will trips. pour one of the wines in a bottle bedazzled for you. Oh, please. I will do it. Bring me a bottle of bedazzled wine, and then I'll totally walk across that bridge. And then I'm going to go over your shoulder and be like, don't do it. <laughs> it's blood. And then Scotty, <laughs> then Scotty can be the one going, Stephanie, 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 <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> and then he'll be like, is it? <laughs> In the scene where Sam and the Frog Brothers stake Marco while while he sleeps there, pursued by the rest of the vampire gang as they, they escape back into the daylight, David grabs Sam's leg, but Sam manages to drag David's hand into the sunlight and it, where it catches fire. A tear then slides down David's face as he clutches his hand in agony. Apparently, the tear running down his face was actually caused by Kiefer Sutherland's contact lens, where it was stinging terribly, but they decided to keep it because it looked really good in the context. Yep. Nice. All right. I thought he was crying because his friend just died and not because he was hurt. No, he clearly doesn't give a shit. I thought he was like, you killed my friend, I'll get you. No, they don't care about Bill. That's so sad. Yeah, they're not worried about Bill. Bill's going to be in another movie. So the theme song of the film, Cry Little Sister. I love that song. It's a great little song. It's played throughout the whole thing. They do well with that. It's It's a a sexy song. Yeah, they do well with it. it. Jared McMahon, who wrote it... uh, only wrote it after reading the script and without even seeing a film of frame. That's wow. cool. So he read it and wrote this, and Schumacher was like, oh, well, that's our theme song. And he wrote it without it, it being a he theme song. He's just, he just like, I'm just writing it for the film. He goes, no, no, that's our theme song, and wrote, put the movie around it's it. such a good movie. That, that music in this film is, is great. Really good. I love the music really in this film. 
So uh, another big scene in this is um, when Sam meets the Frog Brothers for the first time. He talks about Batman number 14. He, he kind of gives them like a run He's, of the law. He takes him to yeah. school. I know. He's like, this should not be here and this should not be here. Yeah, he takes yeah. him to school. Excuse so, me. So He's let's, like, you guys are going to gatekeep me? Keep me? Oh, no. <laughs> all right. So first of all, let's let's get this out of the way. There are more than five copies of Batman 14 ah. in the world. <laughs> Okay. Not at that time there wasn't. No, there's a lot. There's, there's a room. So what's the deal with Batman number 14? As World War II raged on, the book was published by DC on October 10th, 1942, post-dated for January 1943. Plot-wise, there's nothing uh, particularly important to ex- or exceptional to the book. It's divided per norm of the era into separate stories. The first was Prescription of Happiness, in which Batman and Robin help an old drugstore owner fight off criminals who've taken it over to, to use as their base. Swastikas over the White House was the was a wartime red meat. Had the dynamic duo Thornton Nazi spy who poses as a photographer, and lastly, bargains in the ba- bantry showcase a plot where the Penguin is uh, uh, to act as a criminal agent of sorts, selling price guys uh, to crooks to easily commit pre-planned crimes. Instantly, after being thwarted by our heroes, Penguin was abruptly uh, uh, sentenced to death, uh, which is uh, briefly led uh, his face up in the air. But Penguin lives. We know that. Uh, is not believed to be only five in existence rare, uh, but a, ni- a graded 9.8, which is the highest grade they've seen on record, apparently goes for around $54,000. A Jesus. poorly grad one is about two to three grand. Most of it is because of the popularity of this film. I was going to ask if it had anything to do with really? this film. Yeah, the, the, the popularity the, of this, yeah, this film. film. That's great. You're welcome. <laughs> so sequels. Yes, please, because there, I... Don't know about these sequels. There it are, has a Corey's in it. There, there are two sequels. Um, both of them star uh, Corey Feldman. Okay. Uh, and Corey Feldman is the one that passed away. No, no. the no. frog. Him, frog. 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 Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Lost Boys: The Tribe, uh, which has uh, new vampires coming to a new town, uh, and Corey Feldman's frog brother is a um, surf shaper, so a surfboard shaper. Okay. Okay. Instead of a comic did he knew the group of people that were killed by the, the surf Nazis? Hey, he wasn't was surfing. He friends? No, he no, he just, oh. He's now older and wants yeah, to be cool older. and surfing. No, this cool. is what he, does. he likes living by the beach. And this is a great beach job. Okay. I mean, there's no vampires in the sunlight, so it's probably That's fair. Uh, this one stars Kiefer Sutherland's half brother. Mm-hmm. Wait, Kiefer Sutherland has a half brother? Yep. yep. Who is <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland? That would be uh, David. David. Thank you. Thank you. Um. It ends with um, uh, Edgar Frog confronting Sam, who is turned. Oh, oh Sam! Where oh. was where was Alan on, Frog? Man. All right, and the Lost Boys: The Thirst. Alan Frog has turned. Oh, so they're both, he took Sam with him, and so both of them are vampires. Uh, it ends. There's a deleted scene, which is a deleted ending for the thirst. Um, Sam comes to Edgar and saying, "Hey, a new boss vampire is coming on the way, and he's, but he's looking specifically for you." And what we see, and I'll post this in the show notes. There's a car that's all blacked out and driving down the, in the sunlight, and it's Alan, and he's driving the car with two vampire babes. But he's driving, and the way he's driving, he's driving with a, a video monitor. Oh yeah. So okay. he doesn't have to see the sunlight. So it's all blacked out. It's all blacked out. And so, and so he's driving the car on his way to kill. Okay. There's a oh, comic right. book called Lost Boy, uh, the Lost Boys Reign of uh, the Frogs that was uh, made by 
DC, is revealed that the widow Johnson, who Grandpa loves, oh yes, I remember the one he got lucky Aww. with, was uh, the one who co- uh, converted David in, in the lo- original Lost Boys. Oh, come oh, so on, she's a vampire, poor yeah. Grandpa. Yeah. He would be tired of the vampires. Grandpa stooped a vampire. Yeah. Uh, it was, so there was another. There's a sh- movie called Lost Boys: The Beginning that that Schumacher wanted to make but never made it, and it was about the widow Johnson and making David and and all that stuff. Uh, David and his brothers were turned by Dracula himself as Max is Vlad's older brother. Oh, see, I was right. It was Dracula. Mm -mm. Yeah, it was Dracula. Look at me. Dracula. Dracula. I had it right. Uh, Says Edgar Fogg admitted that Reign of Flogs is mostly fictional. It's entirely possible that David and the boy and Max vampire sons, although it's equally possible that Max hired David to play the head vampire so Max could hide his status as master of Santa Clara. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, what were we going to say about, like, the vampires, the rest of them going back to the cave? Oh, yeah, that uh, last part that got deleted. Yeah, you said that we we're going to talk about that later. Oh, I was going to yeah. talk. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The, this is what it was where Max was. Um, Had others. Well, yeah. Well, was, you know, oh, yeah. yeah so, uh, uh, oh, I, I forgot. You, you're you right. forgot to talk about I did the Lost Girls. Well, yeah, well, I did. Well, the, 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 they tried to make the Lost Girls a couple of times. And then there's a comic book that's the Bella, the Bells. Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay. And so it's about them, and they tie into to this other show. Um, vampire. Here's chicks. something. Did you notice when all the vampires are killed, mm-hmm. they all like explode or vanish or do something, all except one. Yeah, David. David, mm-hmm. which hints that David doesn't die. Oh. So David was a surviving vampire who was supposed to go back at the end. Well, you know he was staked. With an antler, not right, wood. Not, not wood. Not wood. Not wood. So he technically okay. should still be alive. He should still be. Now, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Thank you for that reminder. I totally forgot about that. Okay. By the way, the only part that I thought was a little overdone was all the blood coming up from the um, piping. Um, oh, they, they trashed yeah, poor Grandpa's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. He that needs to move I don't. I don't think that would have happened had he disintegrated and dra- drained down the pipes worst case scenario what would have happened is the um, pipes would get clogged with the extra skin tissue we're gonna need some draino and a snake mm-hmm. and the hair the mm-hmm. hair and the skin tissue would totally get clog up that drain for sure and it would it would just be some milky red Try to take a shower puddly pudding feet. looking mess yep. in that in that Ugh. tub with some bones mm. so just saying gross Yep. I mean, a couple, but, couple bottles of Drano. Uh, I also have a few things. Sure. Uh, okay, oh, please. Bring it up. So Producer they, Caleb. They attempted to make a TV show a few times. So, really? Yeah, yeah. So the first attempt at a TV show was going to be about the Frog Brothers, and it was going to focus on them, and my guess would be like a supernatural sort of thing. Okay. Um, comedy I would watch comedy. that. I love the Frog Brothers. Um, but then after that failed... They went ahead and just did another one where they actually did make a... They got as far as a pilot on the, their next attempt. Okay. And this was a pretty recent one, like 2017. I want to say it's for the CW. Yeah. That sounds right. I think that's right. I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, I think it's the CW. One they were, and I thought I had hopes for that one, too. But. Um, huh. And that one got far enough that they've actually filmed a pilot and all that didn't go through again. Um, currently, though... The hopes of any revival of the Lost Boys is that they are remaking the movie. They've actually got a cast and everything. 
and a director. You like know, remaking the whole thing? You know, that's a trend Ooh. now. I don't know. I mean, they're remaking a lot of 80s stuff. I mean, well, that is a trend. Well, trend. It's a 40-year-old movie, so that's so... Right. But it's so hard to make something like that that's It's so nostalgic. weird to me because I don't feel... I don't feel like I'm as old as I am. Right, yeah. And so when they start remaking these movies that I remember as plain as day, I'm like, why are they remaking so that? We just should saw, they? You know. Should they be remaking movies? Like, is this like a, a rule? Like when you don't call or message people before eight in the morning, they don't remake movies until at least 50 years later because there's a possibility that maybe you either don't remember or... So here's the thing. Some movies are wonderful because of their imperfections. Yeah. And you don't want to mess that up. Um, A lot of people nowadays are younger, no offense to you guys, Mm -hmm. but there's a younger generation that says, oh, we have all this technology now and I can do that better. Mm, And it's like, like, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to leave stuff alone. And I'm not saying on all yeah. things. Yeah. I think that there are some there are some remakes where I'm like, "Oh, that was okay." Yeah. You know? I think I th- I think in this case cuz they did announce the director and everything, I think it's in safe hands mm-hmm. uh, because it's being directed by the guy who directed and show ran The End of the Fucking World and I am not okay. Right. Uh, for Netflix, which both really good programming for the same type of audience that The Lost Boys would be aiming at. And so I think they got the right hands for that, but I'll wait and see where they go with it. Right. And it's just one of those things. I think I think it's 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 not you can't make a broad statement about it. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like, you know, it has to be an individual thing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they're remaking not remaking. They're turning one of my favorite movies another vampire movie, another really really popular vampire movie into a series on HBO. Which I think is fantastic because the interview of the vampire yep. yeah. was. Now I read all. The, I've read. I own in hardback everything that Anne Rice has ever written. Yeah. Everything, everything, even the stuff I don't like because <laughs> I, I love Anne Rice. Um, and interview of the vampire, the film was really it's the first thing that we ever got to see of hers and there's a, like a big fan base and even though it's flawed the movie is very very flawed it's <clears throat> very um is different from the book i mean so you but I it captured it. Uh, yes it captured the essence of her characters yeah. it's like uh, the way i describe At least it's it. not queen of the damned well i'm getting to that <laughs> i think i i describe interview of the vampire as a diet version of the book it is. It's, it's a got. Di- it's got. It's got the good highlights, which you kind of need. Like, right. And if you mm-hmm. want, it's more like if you want to read more, read the book kind of thing. Right. But the, she also. The, so I don't know whoever wrote the screenplay, also incorporated a little bit of the vampire Lestat into it, which yeah. is yeah. the second book. So it's a little, it's a little hazy as far as if you're an avid, you know, reader. Um, so we're, you know, but still the fans loved it. Then they did a sequel. Queen of the Damned, which is, you know, another book. They skipped, they went Interview the Vampire to Queen of the Damned. They skipped Vampire Lestat, yeah. which I think was stupid. But um, Queen of the Damned was horrible. Horrible. Oh, I mean, so bad that Anne Rice didn't want to even put her name on yeah. it. Like, oh, it was God. that like, bad. It's it's so bad that to this day, like, if you try to bring it up in front of her, she will not acknowledge it. It is horrible. And um, and so after that, nothing. She wouldn't allow anything else to be made That's from fair. her books. I wouldn't either. Well, fans have been 
begging for something else. We want we so they've okay. been trying to do the series, and um, apparently whoever's doing and I don't know the details. Whoever's doing it, you know, they've been consulting with her directly, and she yeah. is completely on board. I, well, so do you know why the movie, the interview with the vampire, is so good? The movie. She wrote the screenplay. Oh mm. yeah, it was she really wrote good. the screenplay for the other one too. Well, I wonder why she didn't. Yeah. Um, I think she, I think she wanted to, and uh, they kept changing stuff, and, and then she yeah. bailed on it because she, she's like, I don't, I'm not gonna have any, and and then she publicly, I remember her publicly announcing, um, I'm not a part of this film. This is not my yeah. film. This is not I, my. I, I also remember when she got publicly upset when they cast Tom Cruise. She was like, he's wrong for Lestat, and then she saw the movie. Goes, I was wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah, and 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 you guys have all heard me talk about how much I. Do not like mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. He's an excellent Lestat. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I mean, he, Tom it's Cruise good. wasn't even uh, acting in this movie. Oh, he was playing himself. Let's do next season. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's but it, he was playing. He was perfect for for Lestat. Yeah. Uh, so. My only complaint with the show is some of the rumors I'm hearing and the way that the creation of the show has come around. Like, it got th- this show got bounced around from channel to channel, to studio to studio, right? Because a lot of times they. She, I like Anne Rice, but she can be a little too much on the overprotective. She's also eighty years yeah. old. Uh, and is she that old now? Yeah, yeah, she just had a birthday. Ooh, go ahead. She, and and she, this is her legacy. I mean, no offense. Yeah, uh, this is no, no, her no. legacy. Oh, yeah. I, I'd be, I'd be and, yeah, picky with mopping them. Yeah. So, so. so I mean, she, these are her characters. This, these are her books. I mean, she has. And she re- had Queen of the Damned. Has already happened. So right. she's obviously she has. Yeah written a world that she does not want anybody to miss and look at look at what hbo did with uh, game of thrones in that last season so i'd be a little worried if i were to um but at the same time what i'm from what i understand though now now that they've settled on somewhere to put it there's a lot of changes going on and i think she just gave up uh on protecting it because she needed somebody to make it because Nobody was gonna make it. So do you know who? Do you know who Louise is in the new movie? In the new I TV heard, show? but I don't remember. It's uh, Jacob Anderson who was Grey Worm and. Um, oh Game, yeah, Game I do remember that. I think that'll be good. Yeah, I think you'll be good, Louis. I do. I yeah, R- Louis is my least favorite Anne Rice character because he's a, a little bitch. Of, he's a little bit. He's, <laughs> he's a little bitch, but he's. Go- I mean, it. You need Louis to balance Lestat. So you need a little yeah. bitch for a little. Power. All right, yeah. so I'm, I'm going to get us back on tra- yeah. track just a little bit. Sorry, because yeah, yeah. uh, I, I want to pitch something to you. I think I pitched this earlier, but I want to, I want to pitch it again because we, we, it was last year. Okay. So um, I would love to do lo- a remake or a, re- uh, a reimagining of Lost Boys, but I really, really think this should be set in the world of the craft. Okay. I think a craft Lost Boys. Like which crossover is, like is the craft. The craft. Yeah. yeah okay. The craft. So the craft. What we watched last year. Right. Uh-huh. And, and and Lost Boys. I think. Wouldn't that make a badass movie? It would. You know, Anne Rice has a witch and vampire crossover book. Right. It's supposed to be part of the show. Yeah. Right. It'll so be great. I, I just wanted to throw that yeah. out there. I think it'd be fantastic. I would watch okay. the hell out of that. Yeah. I, I think I, that'd be I, good. I gave my pitch for a Lost Boys show to him earlier. So. Yeah. I would love Especially because you don't really see, see much of women in this film. Like yeah, stars got, it. You've got Star, Star, yeah. Star, and Star and Lucy. But yeah. she seems a little bit like a groupie. Right. And then Lucy, who... Like you can tell that she's more protective of her kids yeah. than being like with this guy, but that's it. Yeah, the strongest moment she has is at the end when she stands up to Max a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, well, she did leave him for her kids. Yeah. Traditionally, it's so weird. Tradition. You've got yeah, yeah tradition. <laughs> um, you know, in literature, 
vampires are men, witches are mm-hmm. women, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I don't necessarily well, agree with. You don't have, they're not gender specific. They're going to be women you know? vampires. Also, also, technically, Carmilla is older than Dracula uh, in terms of existing. Oh, true. True. So that, so. I think that would be interesting to have like a mashup like that because I do think that there's kind of an unbalance in terms of that. I think it, I think it works. I think, yeah. it, I think, I think well, it'd I mean, be great. I mean, can yeah. we have really hot yeah. vampires? And like, yeah. and like I was hot mentioning, too. like I mentioned yeah. to Scotty earlier, they, the frog brothers mentioned, Hey, there's other things here. There's ghouls and other stuff that they think. Oh, are. We, we, they set up so much they could have done. Yeah. We get hellhounds in this. Yeah. And, um, oh, I love, so, I love Thorn. Thorn so. I love German shepherds anyway. Right. He's, I, all, he's a white one. Oh, he's yeah. so pretty Thorn. That dog is gorgeous. I Wanted that dog. I just so wanted Nanu to be safe because Husky. All right. Yeah, but they have so much. They shed so bad, Husky. They should. Yeah. So much. Shall I take us home? Take yeah. us home. Yes. Let's close the bar tab. Uh, this movie uh, cost $8.5 million to make. Yay! Its opening weekend was $5.2 million. Oh! Mm. Well, I mean, that's just the opening weekend. Stake to the heart, am I right? No, that's just the opening <laughs> weekend. It released August 2nd, 1987. All right. Um, it's overall gross, though. You want to guess it? Worldwide gross. Um, I feel like it 26? did twenty six. Six altogether. Altogether for the year. Oh, for the year. Yeah, for not the year. like for life. Okay. Yeah. It was in August. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Technically, for life, it's it's theatrical yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So let's do let's do thirty five. Thirty five, Caleb. Uh. 36 six. I'm gonna pull up. Gotcha. Price is right. Yeah. Let's uh, 32. Oh, wow. Oh, we should have gone under. But nice. you went too far over, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Does that make me win? <laughs> sure. Technically, in Price is yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You price are is Right, price land, I win. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the weekend of August, uh, July 31st, August 3rd. Oh, God. Uh, there are five game. movies. I hate this game. I will, I will say the first, I'll tell you right now, Toy Story's not one of them. <laughs> All right, let's go through the list. Homeward Bound. Wait, that's... The Incredible Journey? <laughs> sure, whichever one. Wait, which one? <laughs> whichever w- one that may have been made in the 80s. Neither one of them. One's I like don't a late know. 60s, early what, 70s film. Wait, wait. Like what year movie. is this movie again? In 87. Platoon. Uh, no. Okay. But keep that answer because that may be coming up later. Okay. okay. Um, look at you with Platoon. Let's pull that one out of <laughs> yeah. How about you tell me I the genre? It's a great movie, yeah. Tell yeah. me the genre. All right, I will do that. Thank okay, you. give us a genre. That's yeah, a yeah, yeah that's fine. Uh, number five, I will, I will give you hints. How about okay, that? Okay, let's do it. Number five uh-huh. is a a comedy. Okay, I like comedies. With Mark Harmon. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I knew you don't. About <laughs> oh um, what happens when... Thank you. What happens if you fail a class during uh, the regular school season? Back summer school. school. Summer school summer it is. School. I was summer guessing because summer school is a thing. School. Didn't know that was a oh, movie. Oh, I do remember that movie. Winner, winner. I didn't Chicken realize dinner. that was Mark Harmon. Number four is the greatest documentary about Detroit ever with Peter Weller. Is it about cops? Detroit Rock City. Yes, it's about cops. Did she get it right? No, it's no. not Detroit that, Rock City. That's, that's about Kiss. Kiss about Kiss. Um, um, Detroit and cops. Um, bad Boys. No. Um, not a documentary. Also, <laughs> technically, also this it is not a documentary. Be. I just say it's my favorite documentary. Um, Give us another hint. I, Who's it, in it? It's a. It's about Detroit's most famous cop. I don't know. Ironside. 
<laughs> Ironside was not a cop. I don't know. Okay. Uh, Robocop? Yes, Robocop. Robocop? Oh my God. Like, why couldn't I think about Robocop? Because he said it in a way that it wasn't like. I know. I'm thinking yeah. of a real person. Yeah. Exactly. That's not a robot. Well done, it's a fun well game. Done, okay, it's so do it again. fun well for done. everyone. Well he is a famous cop. And yeah. Go ahead. This third movie is okay. about uh, what happens, what bad things happen when you uh, win a coin flip. Two face. <laughs> Batman. 50-50. This is a really By the way, I'm very proud of this deep joke. <laughs> no one get I don't think anyone in the room gets it, so I'll get another clue. Uh it is um a s- title uh of a song that oh, was in the helpful. 50s and also covered for this film by Los Lobos. Uh La Bamba. La Bamba. Oh. The coin flip is um that's how Richie uh, uh, Valen uh, Val- uh, Val- uh, yeah. dies. He yep. he lost a he won a coin flip to ride the plane yep. to Waylon Jennings. Oh yeah, who took the bus and yep. then the plane crashed. Waylon Jennings. Uh, oh wow. Number two was the aforementioned Lost Boys. There well done. And number one oh, is gosh. a James Bond movie. A View to a Kill. Nope. That's, um, 80, that's Live and Let Die. Nope. But it's the one after a View to a Kill. Um. Oh. Um. The first Timothy Dalton one. I know. Um, I just know them all as James Bond. <laughs> hold on. License um, to Kill? No. no. Um, I imagine in this movie song? there's a sexy lady. <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head. And, oh, man. Um, if you can tell me, he has sex with her um, at some point. Mm-hmm. And there's um, probably a car chase because there's yeah. usually a car chase. If you tell me who sings the um, theme song. All right. So, okay, everyone listen. I'm, I'm going to look up the theme song of this movie. And if I... Tell her who sang the theme song. She will tell us which Bond film. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, you built this up. You're going to have to get I'm going to have to do it now. I love Bond theme songs. It's a thing. Oh. Like, I only know them based on their theme song. Scotty, sing it. Sing it, Scotty. Well, my favorite one I'm is the Bond one. I'm not a I don't I'll know a lot of. I'll my favorite you. one is the one by Duran Duran, because I love Duran Duran. Also Durand. a lot of Duran Duran. It's a meeting you with a view to a kill. John, um, secret places fill a chill. Okay. I don't know, I'm looking to. Mm-hmm. Covers me. Mm-hmm. The plan of sh- Oh, I like the one that Guns N' Roses does too. Um, anyway. Okay. <gasps> oh, shit. Sorry. I was trying to take the paper off of this. That's uh, literally oh, why I That's uh, Live and Let Die is the one Ooh. you were thinking about before yeah. you destroyed your libations. I am so sorry. They were so pretty. Well, they were so pretty. there's only. The only thing that has been is affected is we didn't drink. Because we're not basic bitches. All right. So the... the um, we'll get it in a minute. We'll get it in a minute. <laughs> She's telling Angela Pay no, no attention no. to the men we'll behind the we'll carpet. All right. So the title of the song is uh, the same title as the movie. Right. It's performed by um, Aha. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the only Bond film to date that has the titles not been performed by an American or British artist. They're Swedish. I don't remember any Aha Bond mo- songs. You ready? Yes. The Living Daylights. Oh, I never saw uh, that. I, but I don't like Timothy Dalton, so yeah. there's that. Timothy Dalton's first one. All right. Okay. The top movies of 1987. Where does the Lost Boys fall in the top 100? Uh, 57. Uh, 57. I don't know. Probably That's not. That's a good, good, good number. I'm going to go with 35. 35. He's still driving me nuts. I'm trying to get this paper. I'll off. go somewhere in the middle with 40. 33. Oh. oh. All right. The top Four. five movies of 1987. 
which is a game we have played before. In fact, it's a game. I hate when you bring that up because actually, I feel actually, so bad. this is the fourth time we've played this game. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it's not Platoon. Uh, well. Uh, actually, it is. Yeah. Is it Platoon? Yeah, Platoon, Platoon is, is on the list. It. Number two. Okay. There you go. Uh, That's uh, what I told you to remember for later. I yeah. thought it meant like yeah. for like another week. Is, no. uh, is Gremlins up there? Uh, Gremlins is 1984. Uh, Monster Squad. Uh, Ishtar. Goonies. Uh, Monster Squad is on the list. It's 135. Yeah. Oh, got the right year. Ishtar. Yep. Uh, Ishtar is this that year, but it was like 63. Uh, um, one of the ones we already talked about just a second ago. Uh, no. Have we done a movie before? Uh-uh. Okay. Star Wars. No. <laughs> no. Any Star Wars. Well, should we play the game where you get help? Indiana Jones. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do yeah. help on this. Yeah. One. Okay. Jurassic Park. Number five is a Touchstone film, which is Disney. Mm-hmm. About dudes and a small child. Peter Pan. Oh, three, three men and a baby. baby. Three men and a baby. I'm determined to bring Number Peter four Pan back. is where Sean Connery won his Oscar. Uh, okay, I don't know. I don't know people's awards. Uh, keep up with yourself, uh, Entrapment? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. Need another hint? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elliot Ness. I don't what know if that? I've ever seen that. Whatever it is. That's a hint. The Untouchables, yes. Oh, I've uh, never seen that. You should see The Untouchables if you I like Sean to. Connery. Thank you. It's like <laughs> Sean Connery's best role. It's great. Well, he won an Oscar for it. Yes. Uh, number three, Bunny Boiled in a uh, Pot. Oh, that's a Basic Instinct. No. Uh, base, uh, something Attraction. Fatal Attraction. Fatal Attraction. There you go. I had to talk my way through it. And number one is Beverly Hill Cop 2. Because I've never seen it, so I didn't have uh, a clue outside of just saying yeah. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> We have right. done the following films on this list. Number 20. Monster Squad. We did Monster Squad. We did. No, Monster Squad was 135. I know, but we did Monster Squad. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was at the beach. We did that we one did. at the beach. I was drinking mimosas while we did the, right. the podcast. It's one of your favorites. Yes, it was, it was a good one. We movie. watched it together. I think it's the only one we've watched together, really, outside of Cats. You didn't watch Cats with us either, so no. It's, I think it's the only one we've we all watched wa- together. We, yeah. wa- we, need to fix we really need to start doing that more often. We do. We now have a spot, space we could do that. All right, yeah. number two, uh, number next on the list. Um, number 20 was A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Interesting. Really? Yeah. What's yeah, that? Dream Warriors? Uh, Dream Warriors. We yeah. did that one, John, John, this time last year, actually. Yeah. Uh, Wait, we did Dream Warriors? We did last year. It's the only Nightmare on Elm Street we did. No, Why we, don't we did I two. remember we did, we did even the original. doing we, Dream we did, Warriors? Did we? Yeah, we, yeah we, last October we did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I want to say okay. I wasn't there for that. Uh, maybe not. I don't think I, I was. I have to go back there, but we've done both of them. Okay. Uh, 25 is The Princess Bride. Oh, I hate oh. the movie. That's right. We talked about that. And number 80 is special to all of us because it was the first time that the three of us got together and Aww. did this podcast. Oh my gosh, was yes. it this special to all of us though? It w- and it's especially it's special to me it because it's John Prince movie. of Darkness. John Carver's Prince of Darkness number eighty. Yeah. It's a movie. About, Couldn't help, but it wasn't about, about 50. Satan living in a lava lamp. The son of it Satan. Was must be I'm sorry, son of Satan. She's still not seen lamp. it. There's literally a picture of me watching a club like this. <laughs> my like cup our picture is a is Prince me. of Darkness cup <laughs> I know that's the church where the lava lamp lives the lava lamp lives in that church yes well, are we going to open our, our fortune cookies yeah, we'll we are before we leave we're going to you got your fortune cookie over there Caleb yep are, are we going to play the in the bed game yes we're playing <laughs> we, in the bed game you can only eat these by playing these oh so what does it mean if I have one empty bag and one full bag <laughs> you're going to die oh no <laughs> that, means that means you're not doing anything in the bed tonight oh no probably not because I'm tired so. <laughs> Okay, who's going first? I got to put on my glasses. 
No, I'm like leaking. Because I can't read this. We'll start with Caleb. He's new. <laughs> All right. Padawan. You guys stay in the bed afterwards. Yep. That's how it works, Caleb. You will soon be the host of a fun-filled party in bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. That's a good one. All right, who's next? Just Tana. We'll just go around the circle. Okay. Okay. A pleasant surprise is in store for you soon. I hope it's tonight. <laughs> in the Ignore bed. the empty. The say oh, no, no. It's, it's known in the bed. It's known in the no, bed. No, you got to say it. Say oh, it. my gosh. Let me start over. Yeah, thank you. A pleasant surprise is in store for you soon in the bed. Your financial outlook is excellent in the bed. <laughs> your sexy voice. Side job, right? Thank you. Thank you. How about this? Tomorrow. Your creative side will shine forth with exceptional ideas in the bed. <laughs> All of our fortunes are on <laughs> yeah. point right They're now. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. <laughs> I never eat my cookie first. I never have in my life. Yeah. Is that a rule? I've never heard that. Never. I don't ever. usually ever eat my cookie. I've never heard that. Yeah, that's new. I never heard that either. No wonder my fortune never comes to it. Never and this yeah. is why I'm going to go to bed in the bed tonight. <laughs> I, I will be alone in the bed tonight. So next week is a cult meeting. We are going to discuss Malignant. <laughs> yeah, somebody needs to. Somebody I did watch needs that to. movie, We've all way. seen Malignant. Yep. We're all going to talk about... We have all seen um, uh, Venom 2 Electric Boogaloo. We have <laughs> seen that. I love Venom 2. We're yes. We're going, to, we're going to talk about Venom 2 Electric Boogaloo. That was really good. We're going to tell you the next film in our October series. Which, um, which I don't even remember what that is. So. I do. I do. Were we told? Um, we were, I'm sure. Uh, this Saturday you, night at 8 p.m. at here at Gamers and Geeks, uh, you can watch me give a little talk on the top 10 horror films that you may have missed. Awesome. That's cool. It's going to be my panel for um, Horror Girl that we're going to... Because gonna... Justine and I will not be here. Me and the Cub Scouts are going to I mean, I'll be here in the daytime s'mores. for Horror Girl. I will not. But I'll be camping. Saturday evening is also Beer Fest downtown, and your Lady of Libations will be at Beer Fest. She's gonna be libating it up, girl. <laughs> camping, libating. We're, we're yeah, and July are dressing alike. We're wearing little German beer girl dresses. That's cute. Well, that's be fun. I think I'm gonna find karaoke afterwards. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Well, that being said, this is Scotty saying this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Bye. Bye. Bye.